0: Welcome to anyone. This is Tay-Tay, and I appreciate
1: y'all.
0: Welcome, welcome. On uh, this episode, we are sitting with uh, my friend Josh Goodson. He just bought his first house. And, um, uh, I tried to get him on uh, a couple times before, but the transition to the new crib took up a lot of his time and energy and, but, uh, he found the time and, uh, we go through, uh, that milestone in his life, what it's like to kind of go through the process, um, settling in how that feels. Um, he also grows, uh, weed as well. He's a cultivator. I don't know what you want to call it, but he, he, you know, he's deep in the weeds. All right. Jesus he's deep in the weeds on, uh, uh, you know, botany and all that kind of stuff uh, and the science of, of all of that and, uh, getting better and better. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, uh, should be fun. And with that, getting to our talk with Josh Goodson. So we are sitting here with, uh, Sir Goodson, JG Wentworth, Josh Goodson, good friend of mine. Um, appreciate you. Thank you for sitting down.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me, pal.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. I appreciate you. And now that I'm looking at it, let's uh, let's let's do this real quick. Let's lower this so your beard can roam free. I forget I have so that your beard that can Fucking roam free and
1: shit. <laughs> can you still hear me? Absolutely. All right, Absolutely.
0: Cool. But um, uh, what? So explain to us. And the world, and to me, where we are sitting right now.
1: Uh, we are sitting in my living room of the new house I just purchased.
0: Let's go here in
1: Gladstone.
0: Congrats! Thanks, Congrats. pal. I appreciate
1: it. It's a good feeling.
0: Where, where were you? Where are you coming from? What was the living situation that you just came from?
1: Uh, one bedroom, one bathroom apartment. Me and my dog.
0: Nice. And the dog's name?
1: Dog's name is Luna.
0: And um,
1: she's locked away. She's a psycho. <laughs>
0: Uh, long ass nails. But um, uh, so what was the whole story on the transition? How like you're just you're just staying at the apartment, not even any clue about this place. What happens? What's the first thing that happened?
1: Uh, well, after uh, paying rent for almost five years. Got kind of tired of my renting situation. Um, I knew that at the end of my lease. I was going to be pursuing buying a home. Um, that got kind of fast-tracked one day whenever I got a notice on my door saying that I needed to sign a new one-year lease um, after been paying um, what I thought was my one-year lease for almost six months. I think it was right at six months. And they told me that I'd never re-signed my lease. Looking back on it, I never did. Going to the, mm-hmm. the, the office to re-sign a lease. Um so they told me I had the option to sign another year, go month to month, do the 6 month deal and um I decided to go month to month and and look for a house and here we are.
0: Talk about that decision real quick. So like what 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 made you want to what what clicked? Uh,
1: it's not the best it's not the best time. It's not a buyer's market for a housing for sure, but I think in the long run I was just tired of renting, you know. You mm. you pay rent for however long for my case, five years. And it's just, you're just, you're throwing money away. It's money you're never gonna see. Um, I don't think, I don't think the market's necessarily gonna go down anytime soon. I don't know if buying a house in the in the Northland in this area is ever really gonna come back and bite me in the butt per se, because I feel like this area is still growing. And so I think I made a right decision buying a house where I did, Um, but yeah, man, I just got, I got tired of renting. one bedroom, one bath. I've got my dog. I wanted a, a yard for her. And I just wanted to invest in my future, I guess. Just stop throwing that money away.
0: Nice. And because uh, that's something I that I, you know, I don't, from the outside looking in, uh, that's something that you always hear about. The difference between like paying rent to some sort of complex and actually just like, you know, the money is just building like wealth, equity, whatever the word is or something like that. So like, right. Yeah. That's something you hear about all the time. But yeah, so how did you come in contact with this house as an option?
1: Um, I actually bought it from a coworker of mine, John. Shout out, John, Johnny B. Um, he actually he approached me probably a year ago. He was like, "Hey man, buy my house." I was like, "You know what? Maybe maybe one day I will do that." And this happened, and I went up to him one day and I just said, "Hey John, you still selling your house?" And he goes, "Do you want it?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, let's let's do it." So came over, looked at it. He decided he had just had a, another child of his own. He's got a, like a one-year-old, I think he is, almost two now, um, and a 10-year-old. And this just being a small three-bedroom, one-bathroom house, he needed something bigger anyways. So he uh, sold me this house, went and found a bigger house for his family, and that's how it happened. So I didn't really have to fight anybody, which in today's market is good, yeah. um, I, you know. Kerr and his wife, I think they've probably put offers in on five houses, been turned down on all of them. Like they just keep getting outbid. Like right now is, it's just Brilliant. not a good time to buy. So I, I really didn't have to, I didn't have to fight anybody. Yeah. My my process was actually really easy compared to what everyone else is going through right
0: now yeah and and on the process side but then i'm like sitting here and it's just like this is incredible especially for somebody who's just by themselves yeah he like took if, care of it if you had a family like this would be incredible but like this is this is just for one guy like it's that's the question i was gonna ask earlier like the math kind of checks out to where like you're i mean are you spending that much more than you would have been if you were in the apartment um
1: yeah i am spending probably four or five hundred dollars more actually okay um yeah yeah in my apartment complex, I had all my utilities were pretty much bundled, um, except for my electric bill. So my rent included, you know, water, gas, all that. Um, here I have to pay all my bills separately. You know, you got water, trash, gas, electric. Um, and then not only that, but I've got to pay for <coughs> homeowners insurance, uh, you know, property taxes. And so my insurance and my taxes are actually bundled into my, my mortgage. Um, so, yeah, I'm paying a little bit more. But I think being you know almost thirty years old, I think this is just a a step that I felt like I needed to to take. I just wanted to try it out, and uh, hopefully it works out for the best. But if not, uh, I guess I'll sell this thing and we'll look back into the apartment life. It is what it is, you know.
0: Absolutely, and I get the sense. I think we might have joked about it, but like you could have. I mean, honestly, you could flip the house right now and probably make ten grand or something like that. Um, I did. I honest. paid.
1: I paid ten grand less than what this place appraised for. Um, so, if I were to put it on the market right now for what it appraised for, which I think it was 175 um, just the way the market is, dude, people are paying $10, $15, 20000 over what asking is.
0: Yeah. So, f- the floor on what you would make, just based off of the appraisal alone, you'd make ten grand. Right. But then, you know, people battling it out, you'd mm-hmm. be able to, like, so as of right now, so like, it's, it's, um, it, it's for a lot of reasons it, it you know it made it made sense so like that's right that's really dope that you went for it for sure yeah
1: i'm not sweating it yet we'll see i haven't had to pay <laughs> any bills yet but we'll yeah. see what happens
0: and people friends and friends keep fucking tapping you for a whole bunch of expensive ass fucking trips and bachelor parties and shit like that at the same oh, time you know <laughs> <laughs> so i know that's that's like a tough fucking thing because you don't want to miss out on that shit but at the same time like you know money you know money's tight in general okay. right close to 10% fucking inflation. Somebody's got to explain to me what the hell that means. But um, but yeah, that's that's all good. Do you come from uh, a family that like lived in houses or where the, was it apartments? Or- uh, I was
1: fortunate enough to always really live in a house. Um, when I was younger, my mom and dad split up for a, a trial period, I guess you could say. Um, my dad and I moved here to Missouri and my mom and brother stayed in Oklahoma for about a year.
0: And that's where you're from.
1: And that's where I'm from is in Tulsa. Um When my dad first moved here, we stayed in like a two bedroom trailer with my grandma for about a year. My dad and I, you know, we shared a room or whatever, but um, he got a job pretty quick and was able to buy a house. So um, my family, I mean, I don't come from much, but I've always been fortunate and the way I was raised and what I've had.
0: Nice. And do you think that's uh, kind of made this approachable in some type of way or something like that or made this like always a goal or like it d- doesn't really matter like i just want a house it doesn't matter i mean that. Like, it's from the anything.
1: goal for everyone right yeah. you know what i mean you, yeah. you get older you you want to have a car you want to buy a house you 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 want nice things as an adult or at least i would think most adults would want to i don't know i just feel like that comes with being older and being an adult at least in my eyes is just you know growing up and having a, adult things mm-hmm. um I don't know if it's necessarily something that everyone values, but it's definitely something that I've always tried to put a, an interest in, or it's been in the back of my mind, you could say.
0: Good shit, and and uh, um, and you're not thirty yet, so like uh,
1: I'll be thirty in June.
0: So yeah, you're ahead of schedule. I mean, fuck yeah, you're you're. you're I killing guess it. You're today, it. absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's crazy to think about because like our parents, you know, uh, my parents at least married at. 18 19 20 years old yes. got a house got a job it's just it's a it's different we were raised in a different time than absolutely. what they were raised in
0: absolutely it feels like a decade later than that now is the expectation like around this time is when it feels like you should kind of be like right you know it, it should you're you're the next three decades should at least be visible like who it is with where you are the property all that kind of stuff that's what it feels like But uh, it's
1: just not an easily attainable thing. in these days, you know, you have to have more than one job. You got to work two jobs to get this stuff or have a a second income, whether it be a partner. Yeah, I don't know. So me being myself on my on my own, it's definitely been a a scary transition.
0: But 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 it honestly probably affords you the opportunity, because I mean, how possible would this be if you had a kid or two that? That you were having to take care of, and maybe you weren't in that relationship. Let's say, like some sort of like kid outside of the relationship. Like, I wonder how possible it would even be for you to kind of do this. So, like, you know, it's.
1: Uh, I honestly think if I had a kid, I would have done it sooner. Huh. Um,
0: with, by yourself. I'm talking about still by yourself financially. Now, by
1: Now, if I'm paying child support, you that's know what, what I, I mean. If I'm, I'm not I'm with mean. somebody, which yeah. I'm not. Exactly. Um. No. Yeah. i um, You're looking at one bedroom apartment. Kids sleeping in the living room. Exactly. Like, yeah. We'll see what happens, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just think if I had a family, I would probably want to do it sooner, but. Yeah,
0: but, uh, me. and it's Kansas City, so, like, you know, this is, you know, probably, I don't know what the numbers are and all that kind of stuff, but if it, it it's as, as accessible here as it probably is going to be anywhere, I would think, because I'm coming from, like, just hanging out in the Bay Area for a little bit, and, like, you know, $300,000 is, like, this building doesn't live up to like city code. Like there's a lot of dangerous <laughs> shit in this fucking building and it's $300,000. Like I'm I, like, it's, you're not
1: getting this in the bag by yourself. No me. way.
0: Like that shit. And that was like in, that was in one of the towns up North. That wasn't even in SF or anything like that. But like, so yeah, so, so it's hard hearing, you know, my mom complain about like, you know, anything out here financially. When I was over there, I was like, stop. I do not want to hear that stuff right now. <laughs> but uh but yeah it's it's good I, I this is great area like you said great property really dope so what um explain to me what's going on with what you're calling the grow room
1: Uh, nothing right now it's just a bunch of boxes currently uh-huh. uh it'll be a project of mine in the near future okay um here in Missouri you're medicinally allowed medically allowed to uh, cultivate your own plants so I've got my license got my cultivation license I've been growing my one bedroom apartment for the last couple of years. So nice. Um, it's nice to have an actual room that I'm not going to have this four by four tent and whole setup right <laughs> next to my bed. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm going to get a tent going, you know, get, get some plants going and start, start cultivating. It's been a real passion of mine the last couple of years, just watching something from some, from seed to life. And not only that, but just something that has a, A purpose, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say all plants don't have purpose because that's silly, but just something with I don't that can actually like alter. You know, I I don't know what I'm going with here, but obviously, if you grow tomatoes, um, vegetables, and anything, yeah, it it It, serves a purpose. Exactly.
0: There's a there's a there. I mean, it's it would be different than just like some sort of greener you have around the building that like not building, but like the house that kind of just for some reason i get the sense that like when i walk into a space with like a whole bunch of plants and stuff like that the air just feels better but whenever you're doing it for like something that like has a season and you cultivate it and then you're able to like enjoy the actual like literally like fruits of your labors maybe with like fruits or vegetables but like this is something where you're able to like consume it and enjoy it it's not like it's the only thing with the plant is that like the disappointment when it dies there's no like pride maybe and like a moment of, like, c- cultivation or anything like that with other plants, so...
1: Oh, there definitely is. Like is I there? said, just, like, bringing something from seed to life, just knowing that there's a little seed that you put in the dirt that huh. has now grown from this seed to being tall, to being green, to having a smell, to just just life. You really are bringing it to life. It's, it's a good feeling. It's like being a proud parent, almost. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I don't have kids, so I guess I wouldn't know that specifically, but... Uh, dude, yeah, it's it, you get you get a real sense of accomplishment from it, and I would imagine it would be the same way with vegetables, fruits, anything. Honestly,
0: I'm sure. I, I actually, uh, I think I took a picture of the first nug, or maybe it was like the first J that I either I smoked or that you actually had from your first batch mm-hmm. or something. And it's, like, something that I have on my phone. I remember it felt like a special thing. Like, it, you want to talk about pride on your end. Like, it was kind of like, I, I can't believe it, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, what do you, I still have what? The I picture? I the picture, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, you guys still have the, like, No, all that's like, gone, uh.
1: unfortunately. I should have kept it, framed it. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like, wonder, my first just, dollar bill, just, just like, framed the fucking, on the wall.
0: What <laughs> the fuck is a shriveled up fucking dust ball <laughs> fucking sitting in there? But, uh, uh, yeah, no, it, for, for sure. So, like, uh, I you said something about a license. What was that whole pride? How did you find out that that was the thing that you needed? What was that process like? It uh, cost well, anything? obviously
1: it's something we had to vote on here in Missouri um, just to get it passed, just medical marijuana. Um, the process was super easy. Um, just make up any excuse, really. Uh-huh. Um, I Listen. went I went online, found uh, an online doctor, did what they call a <laughs> telemedicine appointment. Um, sat on my couch, FaceTimed a doctor, told him my have a hard time sleeping at night, really just anxiety, you know, hey, whatever. Um, Which isn't and this a is lie. This is some of the, I mean, it, if this guy can't find an excuse or a reason to get you your card, he doesn't get paid. So these people are working for you in order to get you your license, you know what I mean? So yeah. the process, even though it was a little like extraneous and there's like paperwork that has to be filed with the government and all that stuff, um, honestly, they made it pretty seamless. When nice. It wasn't that bad. A little more expensive. You have to renew it every year. So the cost is a little more than I would like to pay. But I think ultimately it's worth it.
0: What are we talking here?
1: Um, I think my medical license cost me $100, $150. And then the cultivation license is separate. That was a little more difficult to get. Um, I think they charged me 150 for that too. Um, the cultivation license, they really want to know like every detail about where you're growing Um, they want it to be like locked up They want to know what room of the house you're growing in, who has access to it, like all this stuff. But, um, to be completely honest, no one's came in and checked it on me. You know what I mean? It's never been an issue and I've never, I don't know, I'm pretty safe. I've never had to actually like prove to anybody that I have my license. I've never been pulled over. Yeah. Um, never had an issue growing, not even in my apartment where I shared a building with other people, um, So I think it's, I mean, you could, you could get away with doing it whenever you want it, honestly, but um, it's good. just the fact that that it's legal, you know what I mean? It's peace of mind for sure.
0: Absolutely. That's what you're paying for. Exactly. Peace of mind. And, uh, I, I remember I was, uh, over, over there, uh, on the coast and we were, I was in a car with a whole bunch of dudes and we were going up to some sort of big, some sort of like cannabis, cannabis cups festival or something like that. Mm And I don't remember what the necessity was or like why they needed this medical pass or medical whatever it is that you need from the telemedicine doctor, but they were just like passing around the phone, talking to the medical professional <laughs> on the right there, <laughs> trying to like I, I, I just vaguely remember because I you know we were all just like like off completely i was I was I was uh, absolutely stoned and and uh, I can't remember exactly why this was happening, but it never came around to me, so I guess I didn't. And I remember getting in, so I was like, "Why?" Well, I don't even remember why we were doing it, but uh, I remember like, yeah, just a lot of nonsense happening there. But that's like something I remember doing over that's there. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But uh, uh,
1: no, but uh, I mean, back to the the pride thing. Like, dude, it's just it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like, I spent I spent a lot of money, well over a thousand dollars, close to fifteen hundred, probably, just getting everything I need to grow because you have to grow indoors in Missouri by law you can't grow outdoors um, and marijuana is something that you have to you have to control the environment that it's in it's uh it's a seasonal plant so you want to you know kind of emulate the seasons that it's going through in order to to grow right so i mean you got to control the temperature you want to make sure the air's clean you want to make sure the humidity is right so there's just a lot, not not only the water, you're making sure the pH level's right. It's got the right acidic levels. Um, is, nutrients, is, you have to buy nutrients for the plant, make sure they're getting the right nutrients at the right time.
0: Is the cultivation license educational too? Like, is, are you required to show education or is it all just like, you know, protocol like, you know, you know, access safety. All you research like I had to
1: do on my own. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, they they will give you the license and they, they say you're on your own. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so
0: that's books and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. What was the big? What was the? What was the number one source that you were really coming back to books? Or- it was
1: a lot of both, uh, both books and YouTube. I got a few books off of Amazon that were really helpful. Um, a lot of YouTube videos just to make sure I was getting everything set up right the way I wanted it to.
0: Any um, shout-outs to any YouTube channels, personalities, or anything like that that you went back to? Dude, I
1: can't, I can't it remember. <laughs> it was just some, I just, <laughs> you just, you take a little bit of information from everything that you yeah. see, right? You kind of find something that makes, that works for you and what you're dealing with at that time because everybody does things a little bit differently, but ultimately it's what works for you best. Um, so I watched a bunch of different methods, um, how someone does this as opposed to how they do this um personally i've been growing hydroponically with water so no soil um my first my first grow i grew in soil and it was trash
0: so was that that was a quality uh, decision or was that like a economic decision like it just makes sense because it's cheaper going hydroponic it's not
1: necessarily cheaper but i think my quality definitely improved going hydroponic as opposed huh. to soil um Soil has a lot of nutrients in it already that your plants require, which in my case was harder for me to judge the nutrients that I needed to give it because the soil had nutrients mm. in it already. So at some point I was giving it too much of this, too little of this. Um, High maintenance. Not only that, but I work, You know, I, I work a full-time job too. So I wasn't always the best at making sure that it was getting water when it was supposed to. And it's kind of hard to gauge how much water it needs when it needs it. Um,
0: Damn, it's a 24-7 job like that? Like, you can't have a full-time job and expect to, like, be able to, like, properly tame to, like, soil and nutrients and stuff and water? Well,
1: uh, you can, but I'm kind of a lazy dude, honestly. Like, I go to work. I work 10 hours a day. I come home. I don't always want to spend
0: an hour. You know what I'm saying? So that's
1: what drew me to hydroponics specifically, too, is because um, it's a lot less maintenance every night um, now towards, you know, the end of the week or something, you know, m- at least once or twice a week, you want to spend maybe an hour with it, just going through, checking the pH, making sure that the water level's right, all that stuff. But it's a lot less maintenance during the week. And then when you have time at the end of the week, you can go and sit down and spend an hour and check everything and make sure. So nice. it's, uh, you kind of just let it go more with hydroponic. And you don't ever have to worry about watering it because the roots are sitting in water.
0: Okay, so All right, it takes
1: sure. it takes the water it needs when it needs it. Oh,
0: nice! Um, and I you see. do use
1: a lot more nutrients. There's no nutrients in the water, so yeah. every time I would feed it or change the waters, when I would add nutrients. Okay, that way. So
0: um, and uh, was there what? What is that like? That aside, what's probably one of the number one things that you would wish you you could tell yourself at the beginning be like hey this is you need to know this or this is dumb or
1: you know it's it's a good question I, I honestly don't know the answer to that I feel like I was pretty conscious I did a lot of research going into it before I started um, patience it's a lot of patience mm. um, I'm kind of a perfectionist at some things. That's one thing that I really wanted to be a perfectionist at. Obviously, I want to grow good weed, uh, but yeah, starting out it's going to be trial and error. Yeah. You know, you just have to be patient with yourself. Yeah, you'll get it eventually.
0: Is that a conclusion you came to, or is it something you knew from the start?
1: It was something I knew from the start, but just it's some some of it was could be kind of an expensive mistake, uh, a, a timely mistake. That's the biggest thing, and and why I'm saying patience is because dude, you're gonna put time into this and it's not going to be perfect at the end for a while um you're putting time into it and it's going to be trial and error you know you're going to get better as you go and don't put too much stock into it basically
0: okay and um uh that's that's good advice and i'm, I'm curious to like uh some of the decisions that you made on the on the strain side uh whether it's like is it is it flavor based is it like what are the decision making on what seeds you get uh is it experience is it the difficulty of the grow is it the the uh the yield uh like what's what's going on here what is a
1: little bit of everything really um personally i'm more of a an indica guy so i try to lean towards the indicas
0: um and what what because i have some problems with this but can you explain what that what that means?
1: Indica. Yes. Um, so there's two, well, technically three, um, main strains, I guess. You've got your sativa, your indica, and your ruderalis. The ruderalis isn't anything that anyone really knows about. It's not very psychoactive. It's not a psychoactive thing. It really more is about the the health or the buildup of the plant. Um, the main two that people hear of is sativa and indica. Um, your sativa is going to be your more head high. Um, you're awake. Your daytime. Uh, your day quill, if you will. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's you're going up with sativas. <laughs>
0: That's a good way to uh, put it. And then the other one is my couch. Indica
1: quill. <laughs> in, in the couch. You know what I'm saying? You, you're in going you down. The couch. It's more of a body. More of a body high. You go. It's it's more relaxing, in my opinion. Um, i I tend to get more anxiety when I smoke sativas as opposed to indicas so I try to lean towards more of the indica side um there's not really any true sativas or indicas anymore it's all hybrid now um it's hard to find just a strictly sativa plant it, so now they say it's gonna be sativa dominant or indica dominant
0: um I'm glad you I'm glad you said that right there because i that's what I had a problem with because I don't believe this two strain the conspiracy theory is that doesn't exist but there are dominant strains most likely maybe it leans in one way on the spectrum but everything's a hybrid uh and uh and you know i've it's hard for me to like tell you that like i've experienced different versions of highs or something like that uh by like all the different strains that were because you know i was out in like the mecca of all this kind of stuff so like it's impossible not to come in contact with so many different family strains all that kind of stuff uh, brands, but uh, but that's a good way of putting it. That there could be like it could lean on the spectrum one way or the other and be a dominant. But mm-hmm. like with how scientific it's getting, like it it would, I would think that it maybe it it not only is it like help with marketing, but like I, I bet you, um, you know we we're getting to a point where maybe they could have sativa. Uh, what would be the term like sativa complete strains and and indic- It's the opposite. It- like
1: you would think that that's how it is, but it's because. There's not really any of the original strains anymore. Hmm. Like it's gotten so scientific and people have just kept breeding and breeding and mixing strains together that it's really hard. I'm not saying they don't exist, but it's almost to the point where they don't exist, where there's just a, a straight sativa strain or a straight indica strain. I mean, everything's just been changed. I mean, like I said, they just keep breeding these plants and just coming up with original seeds or even... I mean, you can do clones where you just, like, cut off, a, you know, a, a branch off of a mother plant and plant that. But it's just the further along into the game we get, the more diluted the strains are going to be, really. That's,
0: that's interesting. But,
1: yeah, it's not just, like, indica, sativa, you know, that um, flavors a lot of it, um, grow times a lot of it. Um,
0: oh, grow yes, time. Yes, easy. There's some disparity. And I'm there's a beginner,
1: some... so, like, I need strains that are a little easier to grow than some others, I guess you could say. Um, in my apartment, I mainly have been growing autoflowers, which is a genetically modified seed. Um, that is genetically modified to automatically flower, hence the name autoflower. Um,
0: what triggers that if it's not automatically done?
1: The changing of the seasons.
0: So is there is there some sort of environmental change that can trigger that if like
1: yeah the light
0: so change the color of the light but you you just in a low maintenance setup you want just the same light just but you have so LEDs. With an auto
1: flower you it automatically flowers no no matter what the light cycle is so when you grow indoors you when you grow indoors you control the environment yourself like I was saying earlier so normally when you were growing a photo period or a full full term full life plant. What triggers the plant to switch from budding to flowering would be the change of the season if you were growing outdoors, which is the light cycle, essentially.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so the time thing, not like, I was thinking the color of the light for some reason.
1: Oh, uh, A lot of people do use like the purple, reds lights oh, for the, for the vegetation stage, not the flowering stage, and then get to brighter lights during the flowering, but... Um, no, it's the change of the seasons or the change of the light cycle that triggers a plant to go from vegetation to flower.
0: What blows my mind is the idea that like LEDs work at all. You would think it would have to be an incandescent light that just, like emits heat. Or something like that, but and a lot I, of people do
1: use incandescent lights. It's a
0: little bit of a fire hazard. Plus, the energy consumption is orders of magnitude more than an LED. But like, it is. especially in an indoor situation. Like that does not seem like well, a good idea. But exactly. the fact that LEDs work at all, like, kind of like blows my mind a little bit. Well,
1: they're full spectrum lights.
0: Meaning they
1: have every color of the spectrum are in those LEDs. Interesting. Um, and they're white. And they're white. So yeah, that,
0: yeah they would have to be white because white light is the combination of all colors. Right. Yeah. And it's the, it's the opposite in paint. Paint is like the combination of all the colors gives you like some gray or something like that. I've so never like, heard that. I don't so know. like light is actually the full spectrum. It's it's actually uh, interesting that I love. Like I, I this this might not, I want to say this out loud because I want somebody smart to kind of be like, actually, that's not true. You're stupid. But uh, I, think, I think color is actually what the color is not. It's actually really interesting because every object absorbs all the light spectrum and the one color that it's not is the one that gets reflected. Mm-hmm. So when you see brown, like it's actually not brown. Blue is actually not blue
1: well who's to isn't say that interest,
0: isn't that interesting like it's, just what, you're, true it's just
1: what your eyes are telling you who's to say that what your brain is even right okay all right
0: now we're getting way i'm to just right. saying we hard. don't yeah. really know i think we yeah, don't know. for sure for sure <laughs> getting into the fucking physics of light but like like i said like i, I was really uh interested in in like that sort of fucking wizardry and shit but uh but your yields are coming out pretty dope and you like the flavors yep. and you're pretty proud of it ever since i got? switched to
1: hydro my yields have gone up crazy and And I mean with the auto flowers too so like it takes three to four months as opposed to seven or eight months as a life cycle but because of that your yield is also half the size um so if you can get two to three ounces off of a a plant with an auto flower you're doing you're doing good nice um the first auto I grew was in soil I said earlier I think I was I got like a quarter off of the plant I grew like three plants got less than an ounce uh (laughs) But this last one, I think it was like my third. It was even my third or my fourth grow. This last one I just did. Nine ounces? Um, I got about, I think I grew, I grew two plants and I got almost three ounces off of each one. Oof, nice. So it was that's a pretty true. good turnout as okay, opposed to true. my first grow. And I mean, just the quality in general, as far as taste, smell,
0: yeah,
1: um, aesthetics, all of it. It was just so much better.
0: I, I know a little bit. I only know. I mean, trichomes. That's the only thing I can think of. I can't think of much else on like on like, you know, what are visual cues of quality and all that kind of stuff. But like, you're you're pleasantly surprised and getting better and yeah, nice
1: for sure. Um, yeah, the trichomes are a huge thing and like a lot of people don't know, but the trichomes are actually what you want to watch for when it's time to harvest. Um, the trichomes for people that don't know are like the little white things that you see. Like the the all the white on the plant, basically, yeah,
0: it looks like it's been dropped um, in snow. It's like frost, exactly. Like frost. That's just like it looks like you just pulled it out um, of the
1: freezer. You take a microscope to your plants, like a little magnifying glass. Those trichomes actually ha- are clear when they first start. Um, they'll turn like a milky color, like an amber color, as they mature when they start turning that amber to milky colors when
0: it's time to harvest oh so it's a harvesting cue and it's not just like is it does it have anything to do with the smoke like if you see a whole bunch of trichomes you know that this is like some serious shit or well, not
1: necessarily the trichomes do have a lot to do with number one the thc content but also the Mm. taste and the smell um but that's also a huge part of the curing process um just because something has a lot of trichomes if it's not cured right it's not going to it's not gonna taste good. It's not gonna smell good. It's not gonna smoke good. It's gonna be harsh. Um, the curing process is is actually one of the most important processes out of the whole thing. <laughs> it's something that you should take a lot of time with that a lot of people don't.
0: And I, I the do. way the way you said harsh makes me think that you just pulled back a memory of like being way too impatient and not not realizing that like cause you said something about patience early. Now I'm starting to understand that like it's done. You've trimmed, you have it, and you just wanna fucking smoke it. But and the patience, the patience to like, okay, I need to wait. So like explain what curing is, what it comes after, uh, and the, what's necessary.
1: The curing process is basically any everything after harvest. You cut the plants down. So when you start to cure it, you're drying the plants. You wanna dry them right, which once again, if you're doing it correctly, you wanna dry it. At a certain temperature and sometime somewhere around 55 to 65 degrees probably closer to 60 65 Um, the humidity is a big deal you want to make sure it's not drying too fast but at the same time it's not drying too slow Um, a slower dry is better um that's where the trimming comes after the plants dry is when you start to trim obviously
0: and and then, trimming, trimming is like just for aesthetics, or is it actually forced? Because I, I, sometimes I see shit getting trimmed, on like, it, it, like, is it, is this bad for me to consume? Because I actually don't mind having it on there, and I think we're wasting a lot here by doing too much trimming. Well, you,
1: a lot of it is for aesthetics. Yes, um, personally, I'm one who probably over trims. Okay. Because I think it looks better, um, but also at the same time, I save all of it. Okay. I've got a friend, Alex. His grandmother, big pothead, love the lady. She's super nice. Um, I'll give all my trim to her. She's got a butter machine. She makes butter out of it. She makes oh nice. She makes cookies. Nice gummy bears. Shout out Alex. Shout out Alex's grandma. She's <laughs> the best, dude. And so I save all my trim for her. Look. So everything that I'm getting rid of, it's not being wasted. Yeah. And I mean, even my stems, dude. You 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 can use yeah. that um, for cooking and stuff like that. Yeah. So,
0: uh, and and you know. Let me know when those cookies are available. <laughs> but back when we were saying, okay, you trim, and then uh, so you you know you've got you've got it kind of. So after it's trimmed,
1: after it's dry, that's when the real curing process starts. You're putting it in jars, mason jars, whatever. Um, you need to burp it every day, five five ten minutes. It gets all the gases out of the jar because there is still stuff in the plant that you're trying to release, as far as gases and stuff like that. But the longer you cure your plants for, um, the more time a smell will develop, a taste will develop. Um, A lot of these dispensaries or just people who are growing commercially and selling to dispensaries, they skip out on the curing process. They'll cure it for a week or two, ship it off, it's good to go. Me growing for my personal consumption I'll sit on it for a month, two months, just let it cure.
0: My God, because I thought a week was what a week is not enough. No, a month it is,
1: but like like I said, you're you're taking a chance of you're missing out on taste, you're missing out on smell, you're missing out on a good smoke. Like if it doesn't cure properly, it's going to be harsh on your lungs, on your throat. Like the longer it cures, the better it is for the consumer
0: well actually that's a good incentive right there that's that's because i thought it was just for you know um you know maybe some of like you said taste and all that kind of stuff but um if it's actually a smoother healthier smoke then that's that's actually yeah that would actually make me want to uh do that uh to the extent that it has to be done. Like a month is a lot. That's actually really interesting.
1: I mean, obviously if you're, like I said, growing commercially or whatever, you can cure it for a week or two weeks. And it's not something that you're personally consuming. Sure, ship it off. You don't care. You're making money off of it. They're making money off of it. It is what it is. But for somebody who grows for my own personal consumption, I would rather it just be better quality.
0: Nice. And uh, your favorite I, I don't know much about... So we have like the big... Like the family tree and the family tree starts up at like Sativa Indica. But then like maybe on the Indica side, like I hear stuff about Perp mm. and stuff that says OG and all that kind of stuff. Is there like a way to kind of understand maybe umbrella terms? Like is Perp a family? Is Anything purple is going to be
1: Indica dominant.
0: So that's going to be a level down from Indica. So that's, that's going to be like a branch off of Indica is Perp. And that's like darker nugs just purple uh, anything
1: purple. purple really is going to be indica dominant um
0: orange is orange like terps is it's like a citrusy yeah
1: um now just because it has orange tips like the little orange hairs that you see doesn't necessarily mean it's like a citrusy or like a an orange strain um a lot of most most marijuana has orange hairs you know what i mean but okay okay um yeah anything citrus I'm gonna lean indica, or I'm not indica, I'm sorry, but sativa. Okay.
0: Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know because I, I wonder how much is, of it is marketing and it's like you know the same strain being named by two different things, and all these names kind of get ridiculous and it's hard to kind of figure out where they the are ridiculous.
1: Chain. But most of the names, unless it's just some home grower that just sold his stuff to the dispensary, like most of the names come from. The strain that they were bred, bred from you mm-hmm. know what i mean so they'll take two strains breed them have another strain and usually the name is derivative of those two parents
0: can you give an example oh. two parents and then a child
1: right dude off the top of my head you're putting me on the spot here
0: so like gelato something and then like let's say something is like blueberry and then the child would be called gelato blueberry
1: or you have a headband and a blueberry strain. Blueberry,
0: blueberry headband, headband. Blueberry you know what I headband. mean? Okay. Something like that or okay.
1: um, anything OG, a lot of people will keep the OG yeah. in the in the name.
0: Okay, um, and what's, what's like a distinct, is that like, is OG from a, a location? Is it from a brand? Is it a type of like visual quality? Is it a type of slogan? It's a
1: strain. I don't know the answer to that question specifically. Okay. Okay. Um, I think OG Kush i can't do, i can't remember i have the no idea strain. like
0: i'm telling like I, I was around some real like heavy heavy hitters and like in it and they were like walking imdbs like they knew a whole bunch of strains but i never got the sense that like i was ever i don't know i never got the sense that anybody would even try to make sense of like why the names are that they are where did they come from is it like is it quality based is it visually based is it location based is it is there any reason with these names but like it was so underground for so long that it was just like you get it where you can and eventually the names just become convention and
1: i would like to think that most of them have a reason for naming it the the name that they gave it like tits. i would hope tits so. g
0: is probably called tits for this is the shit though that's what it shit. stands for that is an acronym that is right that is an acronym yeah this is the shit i think that one like cannabis cups or something like that but it's like
1: i feel like i've seen that in dag's one of dag's stories (laughs) shout out dad Wood.
0: like yeah but uh um but yeah like it's it's a it's a world that i'm actually not a part of as much anymore uh which is really weird um maybe it's still in my future or i guess i wouldn't turn it down to social situations but i'm actually shy to the degree that like i'm not really fucking with it as much and and um it's dope that you uh, have found a way to kind of. Is it ever going to become a more than just a, a not not a, a hobby but a passion? Yeah. Is it gonna ever, ever going to be be more than a passion? Like, do you think you'll ever commercialize it in a way like your skills, not like the the thing that you're doing because that's a big thing, but like be a part of something. I mean, like- I don't know.
1: Maybe if the right opportunity came sometime down the road, if it paid well enough, it would definitely be something I'd be interested in. But. I don't see it ever being something that's gonna pay the bills. I would absolutely love to do that
0: I think it's very but very possible I, that just, it, I
1: don't know I've never really thought of it that hard maybe if I could hone my craft get better and an opportunity came I would definitely look into it but I don't know
0: but the thing is like it, it's you know either I get the sense that like either it would be theoretic- theoretical for like some people who are learning. Or they're coming from a whole different world. Maybe they're coming from Botany. They just understand the fundamentals and they just apply it. But like you know, I doubt there's going to be that many people in this city that can say that they have some number of years of experience of actually some like seed to cultivation. Like have been a part of that. It's not like you've done it at scale or no all that kind of stuff. And that's the
1: thing. Like I feel like the industry's just kind of locked down. Like, huh? We're not the first state that's legalized it. You know Uh what I mean? And we've had people. A lot of people actually, like these made dispensaries that have opened up, they've got like six or seven stores around here. Those people aren't from here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're from Colorado, uh, California. Yeah. They see a business opportunity, something that they've been doing for years in other legal states and they move in, open up shop. Yeah. And, and start over in another state. So like it's kind of an industry that's kind of like locked down a little bit. I feel like it's hard to get your foot in the door and... Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I could go be like a bud tender, but how much does that pay? Like mm. make you know what I mean? And it's like, am I gonna be able to grow for that company? Um, Missouri's really strict as far as laws and licensing go. Yeah. I don't know what it would take for me to even get that license.
0: Very exclusive situation, I bet. And it's like, um, but I I don't know, I get the sense that smokers tend to be very local minded like they have a lot of pride in their cities and like i think i think stories matter and like if they if with you know we found out that like this was grown by somebody who was born and bred here like this is somebody who's a kansas city and like and that motherfucker is like from out of town and they just came here just to take your money and take it back to denver like i think that would matter you know what i'm saying like if you if you were buying between two different places and you found out that like one was somebody who grew up in the area and another one was like some big like one of these like uh uh I don't want to say, like, you know, chains or conglomerates or, like, a, some sort of... Uh, well, I feel like
1: know. the product that you'd have to be putting out would have to be, like, some Walter White-level shit at that point. Huh. Because it's cheap now. You know what I mean? Like, not at our dispensaries. You have to pay off the ass to go get weed from our dispensaries. But, like, Joe Blow on the street, you're paying, what, 160 to 200 for an ounce? Is it going to be worth me growing and selling ounces for 150 from 160 to try to get my name out there i don't have time for that yeah yeah anything i would want to do would have to be number one legal like like i said i would want to be able to pay the bills legally with it yeah not something under the table i don't want to go to jail i can't afford that shit (laughs) uh and just i don't know i just i don't know yeah and like you said dude i don't I haven't been high in a week. I really don't smoke that much anymore either. Like oh, it's just, it's just been something that's been fun for me to do. It's something I've always wanted to do because I used to be a huge stoner. I used to wake up, smoke weed, go to the bathroom, smoke weed, <laughs> go to lunch, smoke weed. I was high all day, every day. I'm not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, it's just been kind of a fun hobby for me, really.
0: Nice. And that's uh, that's. Uh Super dope. I um do you ever think that it'll like expand? You got a lot of land back there. Like, you know, farming in general. Like can't, it's, grow,
1: can't grow outdoors.
0: No, 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 not not this, but just, you know, vegetables, fruits, oh, yeah. anything else. Do you ever no, think about I have that?
1: thought about that a lot actually. Um, obviously me being as picky as I am, don't I don't really know how <laughs> how much food I'm gonna be investing in. But as far as just like flowers and stuff go, like I have thought about about actually having an outdoor garden now. It's made me huh? wanna Oh. experiment at other uh, with other things for sure
0: nice and that's like we, we've gotten really deep into this without bringing up the fact that you are probably the pickiest either <laughs> we don't we anybody don't. Anybody, <laughs> anybody has ever <laughs> ever known in the Kansas city area like it's it's like uh i it's gotten to the point where like you you probably you obviously you get clowned for it but other people who forget that get clowned for it too. Like if I offer you something, and we're in a group, and like, what, what do you want? And they're like, "Hey, you know, why are you asking them?" So like, they they come at me like, "This is how this is how fucking <laughs> how fucking noted it is. But like, when when did when did. Have you tried to figure this out? Like, when did this start? Why did it start? How are your How are your brothers? Like, are they Everyone's normal
1: in my family. So
0: what's, do, do you have uh, any, Dude, I don't know. You've never done any investigation? Like, your parents never, like, it's probably I, because of this.
1: It sounds stupid, and it, I don't know how true this is. I have asked my mom when this happened, because it's been for as long as I can remember. Like, I just, this is how it is. It's how it's always been for me, but. My mom said when I was young, I got sick. I got all these like sores and and, like lesions on the inside of my throat. And after that, she said, I just, I didn't eat the same. I don't, I don't remember it. I don't know how true that is.
0: Interesting. But that's the
1: story that I've been told.
0: Fuck. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's usually something, it's got to be something like, not traumatic, but just something that would happen whenever you're a kid that kind of like, I don't know because I. It I has know.
1: to be some sort of eating disorder at this point. It's bad.
0: What let's let's kind of let's kind of get an idea of what's going on here. So like, what is it that, what, if you had to describe it to somebody, because you, you probably never describe it to anybody, but like, explain everything.
1: Just, no vegetables. <laughs> no sauce. I don't want any sauce. If it's a sauce, I don't eat it. You're asking me right now. No (laughs) sauce. No, I don't eat ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise. Nothing. Nothing. I don't like it.
0: When you go go to Jimmy John's, what are you ordering?
1: It's Slim One Extra Ham No Cheese.
0: For all of you not
1: familiar with the Jimmy John's menu, that is ham and bread. (laughs) That is Extra (laughs) ham.
0: That is just ham and bread. There's (laughs) no fucking, like... Because a lot of sauce is flavor, but it's also, like, if you're eating something dry as fuck, it's a little bit of lubrication to get it fucking down. So, like, you're eating bread and fucking meat and just no mayonnaise, no nothing. That's rough. That's rough.
1: Love it. <laughs> the best sandwich on the menu. Nah, this is
0: the side of here. Um, but, uh, yeah, but you like fucking pounds and pounds of soy sauce up at Tokyo Japanese. That's not sauce. a sauce. No. That's not a sauce. No, that doesn't but, count. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Um super dope home a little bit of a family that you're starting up I'm sure maybe in the future um you'll either whether whether you it's you and Luna farming on the back or maybe the family grows in the future you you're you know you've got a good floor here and it's only up from here I'm super proud of you appreciate it good shit thanks bro and uh um I guess is there Anything that maybe before we wrap it up, anything that you are interested in or like going on, that's like yeah. You know, can I
1: get on the record? You telling me that you're not leaving Missouri anytime soon?
0: You know what? I didn't think I'd be here as long as I was. So like, I'm done trying to l- predict. I'm taking it day by day, my guy. Like I'm the thing in front of me. I'm I'm attacking and I'm I'm doing my best with that. Like it's yeah. So so that's that's my answer, non-answer. <laughs>
1: That's not an answer. That's more of a non-answer than anything I've ever heard. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be definitely I'll be, didn't say yes or no. I'll
0: be back. I'll be back for uh, Chiefs games and. Uh, Why even and, leave? Uh,
1: Chiefs games are here always.
0: That is that. uh we don't know. Mm,
1: except see for the away they, games. See,
0: see if they go out to Kansas.
1: Dude, if they go to Kansas, I'm rooting for another team. It's <laughs> over.
0: Isn't that the most petty shit in the fucking world? Yeah, but can
1: we agree? Fuck
0: Kansas. Not not you, but like, uh, isn't that the most? They want funding for a stadium so that so they start floating out ideas of like, oh, we're thinking about leaving the state. So like, you know, these these ideas of renovations or, or relocation or a new stadium altogether, you might want to give this more more thought and more and all of a sudden we have public officials doing televised sit downs with with the uh, with the uh, leadership over at Can- over over uh, at one arrowhead drive in the most like gross way possible. Like it just it, it's I don't know, something about it just doesn't sit right. Kansas but,
1: wants to be relevant so bad that they're willing to pay to have the Chiefs there. I think that's what it is. They just want to see why, what state's going to give them more for free.
0: Why, why Why? else is Buffalo relevant except for the Bills? Wings? I don't think that's... I don't think that's... I'd have to look into that. Aren't they like the wing capital? That... I, I I don't know, know the answer to that I either. Know. I
1: just might have made that up. I
0: don't know. I mean, it, like, I, it, it's it's one of those things that sounds good, but I don't know if it's right. But like Kansas, like you know, I think one of the few reasons that Kansas City is even relevant is maybe because the sports teams. Like, I don't think it's for any other reason. So like, all they have know, is
1: basketball. Kansas University. All
0: they have is basketball. They have one of the they they have, they're the home of basketball. Naismith, James Naismith. Like it's it's like it's literally like the home of the beginning of so basketball. So all they have is
1: basketball. What's wrong about that statement? Anyways, they're trash. <laughs> fuck <laughs> <Or> Kansas
0: <laughs> there's this uh, Kansas Missouri thing that I don't get but I guess you the, get it I don't
1: get it you've been to Kansas you understand <laughs>
0: uh, um, uh, but yeah fucking Chiefs god damn it fuck out of here get us a fucking big running back nobody's asking for a new fucking stadium that stadium's that fine that dude we
1: drafted he's big isn't he
0: yeah yeah he's actually yeah he's pretty fucking he pretty athletic promise. yeah he does he does um super excited about this draft class super excited about this year um somebody was telling me
1: on madden they got like a rookie pack on madden trent mcduffie's in 97 on madden
0: that's not real
1: what does that mean
0: i don't think that's real but no the how new, can he be rated madden, that
1: high as a rookie
0: the new madden has yeah the new roster updates on Madden. i bet you he's gonna be like a 81 80 or something like that actually i, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a 77 or something Fucking mad night. Sixty four. No, fuck out of here. That's disrespectful. It's a rookie. From Washington. Here. You want I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record actually right now and say something ridiculous that I actually believe. Uh I think the floor for George Karloff, this is Ring of Honor. I think he, I think we have a Hall of Famer. The floor? I think we have a Hall of Famer. I think he's gonna be oh, one of the no. greatest chiefs to ever.
1: I hope I hope you're right.
0: Yeah, he this the combination of athleticism, uh um and like uh grit that it takes to go from like not knowing even how to play football to six years later being drafted in the first round uh you know i think that was a little bit of like the the situation that got us pat and uh and because they were relatively like new to football too like Tyreek had only been not new to football but Tyreek had only been a receiver for three or four years before he really became who he was and pat was playing baseball full-time three years before he was drafted in the first round so, like, these are these are special, special athletes who did a whole bunch of other stuff, and now they're really starting to dedicate their time to football. Don't even get me started. No,
1: I hope you're right, honestly. I hope it's not one of Josh White's Josh Rosen takes.
0: I didn't know he tied Josh t- where's I didn't know, Josh
1: Rosen at right now.
0: I did not know he tied his fate to Josh Rosen. Oh,
1: he told me. Wow because Rosen was drafted in the same year as Baker Mayfield. Wow. We don't have to talk about your stupid opinions on Baker Mayfield. Baker
0: Mayfield is one of the worst. But he tried to tell me Josh ever Rosen ever was gonna like be football. way
1: better than Baker in the NFL. I,
0: I would take who would you take right now? Baker or You're Josh? You're kidding, Rosen?
1: right? Probably the one that hasn't been on seven teams that started uh as a first string quarterback his entire career. I wonder
0: what Josh Rosen would have done with that sl- with that roster over in Cleveland. Do
1: you? He probably would have thrown 17 Baker, picks. Baker
0: was elevated by, by a surrounding cast. How many that teams has Rosen been on? Ridiculous. <laughs> What's his name?
1: Rosen, Rosin. I don't even know. I can't even pronounce his name right because he sucks that bad. How many teams is he? He's been on at least four or five teams. That says something. Uh, yeah, he, he hasn't asked, started for any of them.
0: He's asked, but I just want to communicate how the lack of respect that I have for Baker. Baker is not a good football player.
1: Well, I heard you. It's not a great take.
0: <laughs> you're usually absolutist but you're very measured whenever you're talking about Baker he's like it's not the worst take ever you're like that's not a very good well dude. he played for the fucking Browns see, okay? oh my god with the one of the most talented don't even give you you're starting to trigger me one of the most talented rosters what about in his coaching? the past mm. 10 years his coaching was a, a carousel because he couldn't complete passes on third down here let's, There's a let's transition this let's do, transition do a this line chart between third down conversion rate and the, uh, the tenure of a head coach if you have a high third down conversion rate from a passer, you can make Norv Turner your head coach for fucking five years longer than it should have. But uh, but K- KD but, and
1: Kyrie, who was their head coach? How do they? No, how good did no they
0: idea. do? I have no idea.
1: Just you can be the best player in the world. You still need a coach to put together a plan for a game.
0: Um, it's a quarterback driven league. If your quarterback sucks, you suck. Kurt, what's the name? The, it's just like the Vikings. Like so, all these, so all these the that- Titans right now, the, there are teams that are Super Bowl teams that could win a Super Bowl, but they're being held back not by their head coach. I think, I think Vrabel's a great head coach. I think Zimmer's a great head coach. I don't know about the guys over in Cleveland, but like Kirk Cousins and Tannehill are the reason that they didn't do anything in the playoffs. It's not because their rosters, because their rosters are bomb as hell. And the Browns, if you actually looked at the roster top down, not top down, if you go number two all the way down,
1: so you don't stacked. think the play calling has anything to do with their season at all?
0: Uh, I think I think
1: it has. So it doesn't.
0: Me- I, it doesn't have relative to quarterback play. I think it doesn't. It's absolutely not even in the not even in the same orbit. So you're telling
1: me if Pat Mahomes goes and plays at Cleveland first year instead of Baker Mayfield, he's got a Super Bowl in Cleveland?
0: Uh, no, I think they have an AFC Championship appearance. One. I think they have an cha- I think they have a Super Bowl in the in the next three years, three four years. I have, with Odell Kareem, well, Kareem, and, Chubb, Kareem and Chubb, Kareem and You said the year one. Kareem and Chubb are and like legit. Like honestly, this thought experiment, probably the best running back tandem I have ever seen and probably has ever existed. And I'm trying to think. There was there was Ladainian Michael Turner and and Darren Sproles. That was probably the deepest. Uh, Chris Johnson and Liddell White was pretty crazy, but I can legitimately not Priest Holmes and Larry Johnson played in the same backfield at one point, but like Priest wasn't Priest. No, so like, yeah. so Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt might literally be the greatest tandem. Uh, T.J. Duckett and Warren Dunn doesn't even touch that. So like, that's that's like just the backfield. And then you go on the defensive side, Miles Garrett. You got a crazy. I mean, you got a pretty solid secondary. A whole bunch of guys that people don't know about because that team fucking sucked. Because Baker is shit. All right, I'm done. I'm done. He just triggers me. So many more commercials than touchdowns. Why the, f- why the fuck he has a progressive relationship and Lamar Jackson isn't on commercials is a joke to me. Lamar Jackson has an NFL MVP. Didn't Baker Mayfield. Talk. Baker Mayfield's out here separating his shoulder because he wants to play the middle linebacker after he throws a pick. I'm done.
1: All right. What a good player. What a good team <laughs> player is all I have to say about yeah. that.
0: And the thing is, we have to say this out front. You're from Tulsa. You're a big Sooner fan. So this is allegiance to Oklahoma. Is that That's where this comes from. So like you know, uh, Mixon, uh, Marquise Baker, all these guys. Tyler, like, Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, I, I'm excited about Jalen. Like all these guys. Like I understand where your releases comes from, but Baker is terrible, Decent. and he's a villain that doesn't know he's a villain. So he wants to act like a villain, but then he wants to act like a victim. He afterwards. he can definitely it's
1: mature a little bit. Absolute
0: joke. He's a fucking baby. But uh, okay. You're a fucking baby. <laughs> All right, we'll end it on one or two. One of two things. Um, I I usually ask, uh, what is, uh, what is a book that you would recommend that was like super important to you or pivotal, or that you just liked, or you could give one piece of advice that you wish you could have given yourself ten years ago.
1: Oh man. Stay in school would be definitely the advice. 10 years ago, how old was I? No, okay, school was over. Fuck, I'm old now.
0: School was over? Uh, 10 years ago? 19?
1: Yeah, for me.
0: Oh, so stay in school meaning? I was
1: out of, I didn't graduate high school. I got my GED. I was out of there by 17. I
0: did not know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, What's, I mean, do you mind maybe getting into the story of that? Or It just wasn't for me. Um I didn't like it. I went to Park Hill South. Um, I didn't really fit in well Uh, economically. I was raised a little bit more modest than most of the the people there. Had a little bit more money than me, so I never really felt like I fit in in high school. And I was just a lazy stoner, man. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do any of the work. It's not the fact that I wasn't smart or capable. It's just I didn't want to be there. Um, So... I've always had a job ever since I was 15. I've been working 40 hours a week and I had, you know, I had to pay for my car, my gas, all that stuff. I had to buy all that out the jump in order to drive and just be a part of the friend group. And so I've always been a worker. And when I was 16, I decided I was going to do the Missouri option, which is just a program to get your GED through the high school. And I was out of there semester my junior year, never really went back
0: okay
1: so i didn't stay in school
0: i didn't know that about you yeah all right so don't do drugs that's the yeah okay for sure (laughs) for sure um uh yeah all right dope uh appreciate you sitting down sir um uh in these i always end up learning a lot and i'm glad uh i'm glad that's uh you know you were able to get some time because you know moving into a new house work all the fucking bullshit you're going on you know it's easy to just fucking want to just be like hey maybe next week maybe next week maybe next week so i appreciate you fitting me in burr thanks sir thanks for hanging out all right thanks, man.
1: appreciate you
0: all right the music and theme song groovy was provided by mc color and the links to said work will be provided in the description below